Our gospel this morning is indeed from Mark chapter 13, verses 1 through 13, and can be found in your pew Bible on page 1577. Mark records, as Jesus was leaving the temple, one of his disciples said to him, look, teacher, what massive stones, what magnificent buildings. Do you see all these great buildings, replied Jesus? Not one stone here will be left on another. Every one will be thrown down. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives opposite the temple, Peter, James, John, and Andrew asked him privately, Tell us, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they are all about to be fulfilled? And Jesus said to them, Watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and will deceive many. And when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places and famines. These are the beginning of birth pains. You must be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and flogged in the synagogues. And on account of me, you will stand before governors and kings as witnesses to them. And the gospel must first be preached to all nations. And whenever you are arrested and brought to trial, do not worry beforehand about what to say. Just say whatever is given you at the time. For it is not you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. And children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. And everyone will hate you because of me. But the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We have all heard that story before. That Jesus had finished preaching and teaching in the temple. And he will never visit that temple again. 
And as he leaves for the last time before his death on the cross, one of his disciples points out the beauty and the majesty of the buildings on the temple grounds, as well as the new construction in the temple area. And Jesus replied that one day, one day would come when someone would destroy the temple so that not one single stone would be left on another. And we know that the fulfillment of this prophecy happened in 70 A.D., when the Roman army laid waste to Jerusalem and they destroyed that temple. Herod the Great had started a grand rebuilding of the temple several years before Jesus was born. It ended up being about an 80-year project. And Every time that Jesus entered the temple from the day of his presentation until the time of today's gospel, there had always been new construction. In fact, the builders finished remodeling the temple less than a decade before the Romans destroyed it. The temple had a long history that stretched back to Mount Sinai and the instructions for the tabernacle, the instructions that God had given to Moses. The tabernacle and then the the temple were the physical center of the Old Testament church. It was the place of sacrifice, And the sacrifices reminded God's people of their own sin. That is, that they were constantly offending God with their thoughts and their words and their deeds. And the sacrifices also reminded them of their Savior. The Savior who would come one day and save them from their sin. Now, As we look at the temple in the view of the life of Jesus, we see that the temple and its ceremonial law were shadows that pointed forward to the reality of Jesus Christ. Jesus, with his holy life, his innocent suffering and death, his resurrection, and his ascension were the perfect fulfillment of the prophecies pro- <laughs> the prophecies and promises set forth in the teachings and the ceremonies of the temple i will not try to say that again real fast they were a foreshadow of things to come and this means that the temple's job, the temple's job, hear me now, was almost over on the day that he left, never to return. A few days after today's gospel, the sky would grow dark. And as the Son of God hung suspended on the cross, and he would say, nay, he would shout in victory, it 
is finished. And then he would die, and the earth would shake, and the curtain in the temple would be torn, and then the job of the temple would be over forever. And when we understand that the job of the temple would soon be over, we can understand why Jesus was more concerned for his church than for his temple. When the disciples asked about the future of the temple, Jesus talked about the future of the church. That is to say, Jesus' disciples came to him and they asked, as you heard me read earlier, tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished? Now, instead of responding with information about the temple, Jesus warned them about their own future. He said emphatically, See that no one leads you astray, because many will come in my name, saying, I am he. And they will lead many astray. Now, Jesus' words have been true for every generation from that day until right now. Did you know that? Have you seen it? Let me remind you. We have plenty of would-be messiahs even today. For example... Sun Myung Moon of the Moonies, the Unification Church, he claimed to be the Messiah. Jim Jones claimed to be the reincarnation of Jesus Christ, and he actually convinced his followers to drink flavor aid. Kool Aid got a bad rap on that, but they drank flavor aid that was laced with poison. And do you remember in Texas a man by the name of David Koresh of the Branch Davidians? Well, he claimed to be the Messiah. And the Jehovah's Witnesses, they claim that Christ has already set up his millennial kingdom in 1914. I think it's Brooklyn. The Mormons have a living prophet as head of their church. And L. Ron Hubbard has started the Church of Scientology. Now the fringe cults and the sects seem to have enough false Christs to go around, but those fringe cults and sects, they are not the only fulfillments of Christ's prophecy in today's Gospels. No, they're not. Sadly, churches that claim to be part of mainline Christianity, they lead people astray. Ebenezer Lutheran Church of San Francisco, a member of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, Openly praise to the goddess. Their version, 
Their version of the Lord's Prayer begins with these words. And if you want to look it up, it's online at www.herchurch.org. I'm not making this up. They say, Our Mother, who is within us, we celebrate your many names. Your wisdom come, your will be done, unfolding from the depths within us. Is it any wonder that the evangelical Lutheran Church in America decided to begin all of this with reinterpreting the Holy Scriptures and ordaining homosexual clergy? And now they celebrate this last year a transgender bishop. The tendency for even mainline denominations to abandon the word of God demonstrates the spiritual decay that Jesus spoke about in today's gospel. After Jesus warned about the false Christ, he warned of persecutions. It is not enough for the false Christ to lead people away from the truth. No, they must also persecute those who remain faithful. Jesus warns that people will turn against their own relatives. Brother will deliver brother over to death, and the father will deliver his child, and children will rise against parents and have them put to death, and you will be hated by all for my name's sake. And at another time, Jesus even warned, the hour is coming. This is in John 16, 2. The hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. Suffering, persecution, death, Why would anyone sign up for that? Why not give up and go with the culture? You know, well, Jesus makes a very short, simple, precise promise at the end of today's gospel. Did you hear it? He said, But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Today's gospel began with the temporary stones, the temporary stones of the temple. And those stones cannot save. But there is a stone that can save us. The psalmist said in Psalm 118, The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in his eyes. Now the temple authorities, they rejected the stone with extreme prejudice. They arrested him and arranged to have him beaten and crucified. As he hung on the cross, it looked like his end was near. As he died on the cross, it looked like his end had come. And 
as his cold body lay in the tomb, it looked like his end had passed. His suffering, his death was an end, but it was not his end. It was the end of our slavery to sin. It was the end of the condemnation and guilt that our sin earned. It was the end of death's reign in this world. For on the Sunday after he was laid in the tomb, he rose again from the dead. He rose to live forever. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Amen? The stone, of course, is Jesus Christ himself, the rock of ages. And those who believe in him believe in the only stone that lasts forever. They believe in the living stone who is the foundation of the new heavens and the new earth. New. The one who endures to the end is the one whose faith in Jesus Christ endures. That one who believes that Jesus Christ is the only Savior from sin is the one who endures to the end and will be saved. One more time. That one who believes that Jesus Christ is the only Savior from sin is the one who endures to the end and will be saved. All things on this earth come to an end. Today's gospel talks of the beautiful buildings of the temple. They have been replaced by a Muslim mosque. There will be a time when that mosque will also be gone. And eventually, even the earth, the sun and the moon and the stars will all be gone. And only Jesus Christ, the rock of ages, will remain to preserve us. And those who followed the false prophets of the world, the false teaching and teachers of the world, will remain without salvation. And those who endured in the one true faith to the end will be saved. In the name of Jesus, and only Jesus, amen.